1: What's poppin' everybody? Hello and welcome to Popcorn Culture. My name is Ben Carlin and I am your host. Here with me today is my brother Jay, who will be in every episode. Just
2: back to back to regular old special guest, I guess. You know, was, I had my time in the sun. You did,
1: and yeah. you basked. Beautifully. Well,
2: thank you, thank you. I'm good at basking. You yeah,
1: basking yeah. <laughs> in glory. Jack, yeah. I gotta tell you, coming yeah, in, coming into today's episode, I ha- I, I am a renegade. You're, if what, you will,
2: a renegade. Just a proper a renegade.
1: Uh, even better. Yeah. Although it sounds a little bit like Bengay, <laughs> which reminds me of that, like. That like, what is the, it's like the muscle rub stuff. It's
2: like, the, it's like Icy Hot, right?
1: It's like Icy Hot. Yeah. Or maybe it just is Icy Hot. Maybe
2: it just is. Is this the same thing?
1: Anyway, I don't know. Somehow we went from Renegade to Bengay to Icy Hot. So yeah. everybody just enjoy those sensations. Yeah. Just they, think about it. As they sink in. And, it's and like p-
2: chewing gum, but instead of that minty fresh feeling in your mouth, you feel it on your skin.
1: <laughs> the show is not brought to you by. Renegade. <laughs> Benegade. Um, Ben-a-gade. <laughs> Ben-a-gade. um I I do I, I came in today and yeah. I brought my uh, iPad that I usually use for yeah. my show notes as we as we do the pop. Uh, I brought it on our trip to Disney yeah. and I left it at home. So wow. like right now I am completely and utterly without notes. Nobody knows, including me, what I'm going to say next.
2: Oh man, that's crazy! I have an iPad with the you know the pop the pop doc the pop we, doc uh, we we typed up ahead of time. But if you just want to wing it, you know. Uh, oh, that's fine you know who knows what you're gonna say
1: who knows who even knows it's an adventure out there yeah. um or it was an adventure last week because it you was. and I after talking about it for weeks on end finally took our great big family vacation to Disney World yes in we Orlando Florida
2: did oh my gosh it has been it has been a uh, a wild week. And I was honest. I was thinking about it. And like, because my week actually went a little bit longer because not only do we have the week of Disney, but then I stayed in Orlando for like an extra three days to compete in the uh, Pokemon Regional Tournament down there. You did. We're going to have to cover We're it We'll talk about that a little bit later as well. So I was thinking about it like while I was there, I was like, this might be the longest vacation I have had. I re- in in living memory, or I don't know, like I can't remember the last time I was like away from home this many consecutive days.:
1: Yeah, no, it's yeah. it's like one of these things where, um, I know several years ago I had had someone who was working for me who took uh, two weeks off in a row to go on this like great big like adventure out west and stuff, and it was like two weeks off in a row. Two. Two weeks, weeks off. Like that's like half a month. What a truly splendid idea. Yeah. I don't understand why why the uh the staple is a one-week vacay. Cause I feel like oftentimes you need enough time to like arrive, get there, get settled, yeah. get organized, mm-hmm. unload all of your things, get the groceries in order, yeah. you know, get your sea legs. I actually watched um what is that show with Zach Efron, down to earth, I think. Yeah. With Zach Efron maybe on Netflix where uh, they do this thing like where it's it's quite literally grounding. So they fly to like a new country. The the first thing they do is they get in like their their van and they drive to like an open field and then, then barefooted, they go and like walk on the earth and like ground themselves yeah. to like the, the, I don't even know what the circadian rhythm or something oh, wow. you like, know? They,
2: like they're get like barefoot and just get like like physically touch
1: the earth physically touch the earth wow. one with the earth never the, heard the of new this. magnetic poles maybe that Man. could potentially be a thing okay uh centering, centering is another word that feels relevant to this conversation it does and you know what it's like one of those things that like when, when i saw it i was like <clears throat> pure silliness but then it's also like you know what being outside being in the sun like just the like exposing yourself to general environment. Yeah. Like nature actually sometimes I think is magical. It's oh, like
2: there's maybe- no doubt. Like Beth, I think, was uh, was talking about I don't know if it was some podcast or something something she read the other day about like the number one thing you can do to help you fall asleep at night. And it was like you'd think it's like a, you read a bazillion things, it's like, Oh yeah, limit your screen time, start winding down, don't drink alcohol, drink more water, don't you know, no caffeine in the evening, whatever. And it was like the number one thing Like, according to this study was like, be outside in exposing your body to sunlight for 10 minutes between the hours of like nine and 11. Like, that's it. Like, that was it. Just like be exposed to the sun
1: between these hours. You mean 9 a.m. and 11 a.m. in the morning? Yeah, yes. okay, okay, I yeah. was like, because in a lot of places, including here, we don't have sun during those hours no, of yeah, the yeah. evening. No,
2: so. no, 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 yeah. In the morning between like 9 and 11, just like be outside for 10 minutes and get sunlight. Like it has to be like in the morning or something. I guess it has to be due. I think it is like kind of circadian rhythm sort of thing. It's like letting your body literally feel the sun. Like this is morning. Yes. So like now your body knows that was morning. There is a certain amount of time in the future where is night. So, so that, that I don't know, something like that. And I was like, that's that feels so wacky. But it's, like, can, well, that, can that make a difference? But then I'm also like, yeah, being outside feels like it. You know, it's not like you can't just like see the sun. It's not like being near a window. You have to physically be
1: outside. Right, right, right. right. No, I understand. <clears throat> yeah. And I mean, it's sometimes I'm like, well, this makes a lot of sense because you know, it's like you you uh like think about how long just humans have existed right. and for how long uh like your day wouldn't have absolutely involved basically waking and then immediately going if if, if you are even not outside already, yeah. Immediately going outside. Right. And being outside. And your day would take place outside. Like it's been a fairly short period of time, I feel, where we as humans spend our day inside for
2: a large majority of it yeah yeah i think so so um, i thought that was that was a, a weird fact i haven't tried it out or anything
1: well we should definitely we should put it to the test i i will tell you that the one thing that i am growing increasingly obsessed with is saunas dude um, i hear you man i've been i've been into saunas like my whole life i i know you i think <coughs> honestly you been, I was ahead have,
2: of my time yeah
1: pr- properly i couldn't
2: convince anyone to like sauna with me man
1: have you been trying? Because yeah. I can't imagine I would have declined.
2: And I've been trying to get people to sauna with me and be like, you know, you wanna. And they're like, I don't think I do. I don't like hot <laughs> spaces. I don't like sweating. It makes me feel faint. Blah, blah, blah.
1: Plus, plus that rhyme. That rhyme you just dropped. You know, you wanna. You know, you wanna. <laughs> no,
2: that's from, the, that's from the Frozen musical. There's like this whole extra song after intermission about the concept of Huga. Oh, yeah. And yeah. that's their big rhyme throughout the song is uh, rhyming sauna with. Well,
1: okay, I like it. I like it. <laughs> yeah, it I, is
2: a really funny addition to the show, though.
1: I do generally feel like the more that I've gotten to know you into adulthood and like really like getting to know the aspects of your personality that are truly like you and mm-hmm. not externally influenced by like all of the other things. And it's like you, I feel like you're supposed to live in Scandinavia. Me? Yes, you. Yeah, because yeah, I feel like you You definitely like just seem to like gravitate towards towards all of those things, including the sauna. The sauna, that's Sa- right. The sauna, um, which is uh, like I feel like I have. It's been an interesting one uh, as like an activity for me to go and do with my friends. But there's a there's a um, a place here in Roanoke that I've actually talked about before because they started by doing those like sensory deprivation. Floats? Yes,
2: I very badly want to do one of these. Have you still not done one? I still haven't done one. This is another one. It's just like, I don't know why I don't just go do it. I don't know why you just don't go do it. There's nothing really stopping me other than like, I got work, I guess.
1: (laughs) Do you know what you're going to love? Sensory deprivation. Song, um, not there's those, there's yeah.
2: like no doubt in my mind that I will love it. Yeah. That, yeah, yeah. A, a like, float. A float. A if, float.
1: In case, in case, you may remember the episode, but when I did my first ever float, because you're in like pitch black darkness. Oh, yeah. You were trying and,
2: to bend time.
1: I was trying to bend time. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, I was literally <laughs> it like. Got real. I did. I was like, I was like <laughs> laying there and it's like, you know, I'm like, I have absolutely no idea what like psychedelics are supposed to be like, but I feel like I may have accidentally entered that doorway of yeah, my brain. Like, like i'm actually trying to see or travel to the future under the premise that maybe people have never actually tried before giving the, the old college try man. right yeah it's like i'm just gonna i'm gonna orient all my brain waves and man. do whatever i can people who are new to the show if this is their first episode are like who are these what people? is happening yeah. okay
2: uh speaking of saunas though but <laughs> yeah. i do actually have a sauna story from oh, disney man, world
1: man. <laughs> spectacular i
2: know yeah so um uh we the resort we were staying at at disney world was uh, old key west i guess you west. were there as well
1: uh, yeah i was yeah yep. you were there I you were there um
2: and when we got there uh the first night we were kind of like scoping out the area we got some quick service food luke spotted this big lighthouse and uh and he was like he was he, he uh when we were at where hilton head last summer yes um like uh, our parents took Luke to a lighthouse and they were going to go up inside it, but apparently it was like closed for the day. So every time he sees a lighthouse, he always wants my, like our, like, my, my, you know, uh, our parents to take him there and like go I, inside.
1: I love the way that like Luke Aligns certain things like with certain people. Yeah, I know that he's also this way with the movie Wally and Mom. Yes, whenever like Nana Mary comes over, it's like, I'm gonna watch watch Wally. (laughs) Wally, Let's go. The mom's like, I don't know.
2: I don't don't think mom likes Wally that much. I I know, I know. Yeah, Yeah. (laughs) Yeah.
1: she'll never tell him.
2: She'll never never tell. That's right. It'll just be a she'll grow to love it because it's a shared experience with her grandson, exactly. But so, anyway, they go over there, and then um it turns out that the lighthouse um, is a sauna.
1: It is, which is
2: awesome. Like, like they just built the lighthouse on top of the sauna. I found out that, that out later in the week because you sent me a picture, and that was exciting. So we were uh, at the pool one night, and. I was like, like when you you sent me the picture, and I was like, oh my gosh, I really want to do that before we go. Yeah, and I could like tell even when you sent me the picture, I was like, this is the kind of thing like I really want to do, but like it's not going to end up happening for some reason or another. Right. Like because like that. I know yeah. it's there, but when am I going to have the time to like walk over and just you know sit for twenty minutes? Like that doesn't it doesn't feel like the opportunity is going to get there.
1: Dude, I am like that every single trip I ever go on where yeah. there is going to be a pool at the hotel. I'm like, I'm, I'm I'm bringing my bathing suit. Yeah. In case I want to get in the pool. Yeah. And and it's like the number of bathing suits that have traveled the country with me that have never touched water are too many. Oh, my God. Yeah,
2: dude, I do the same thing. Every trip we're going on, like I'll, like me and Beth will be packing. Like, you bring me a bathing suit. And she'd be like, what? What? why like you know be going to like a friend's wedding or something oh right yeah. I'd be like I'd be like well, I, there might be like a hot tub at the hotel or something <laughs> you, know? you never know like, what you're gonna I need mean, it for you don't know like what if we want it and we don't have it and i think then the best one, she's like well, i can't imagine needing to be in a bathing suit for the next two days and i'm like look if i know anything about going on trips it's that there's sometimes you are near a hot tub and I pretty much want to be in it. If it's there, I know that I want to do it. I want to do it. And so let me tell you, we were in the hot tub at Disney and, uh, it was right next to the sauna and i and i could the kids were having so much fun at the hot tub it was their first time there and it, I, I put hot tub in like quotes too because it was more like just really really warm water i would i would yeah, absolutely agree was, with that
1: assessment <clears> i also got in it and it was like i was like this is I, I this is very comfortable yeah yeah
2: i didn't feel like i was getting like hot tub heat levels experience but it was extremely comfortable and they were like you know especially when you go into like a regular pool and you have to adjust to the water temperature like this was just like yeah this is a great this is like a this is like a bath
1: (laughs) yes yeah yeah, yeah.
2: um so they were liking that and i could i felt like okay they'll be entertained by just the the nature of this large hot tub for like maybe 15 minutes i was like i'm going in the sauna and so and beth was like totally cool with it so i go over and i open the door though and i'm thinking like this is going to be great there's absolutely going to be nobody in here i'm going to the whole thing to myself it's like you know eight at night wrong ben there were people in there but there was like three like 13 year old girls oh who my. were sitting in there and I like like I open the door and I have to make like a decision in the moment like, like is tra- there
1: a world where you open it <coughs> see them shut it. And yeah, walk Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> I
2: have to make a decision where I'm like, oh never mind and so I have to decide like am I going to like just be super awkward about it and close the door and be like never mind. I'll just try back it a little bit or am I going to walk in to make this real awkward for them?
1: Right right right. right. <laughs> yeah,
2: well I did <laughs> I was just like you know what I-, I was like I've been thinking about this all week and I don't care if you I'm just going to sit here and not talk anyway so you you guys though I didn't say anything to them I just like you know sort of waved and sat down and just leaned back and like within like one second one of them was like where's Matt and like all three of them were like yeah and they just like booked it out of
1: there. oh gosh
2: <laughs> I know I was like
1: awesome
2: <laughs> like yeah get out of here
1: To <laughs> give that matt guy a high five yeah
2: or whenever i see matt I'm be like way to be lost for a second or something right right yeah right. i was that was i thought it was hilarious i was like yep no they, i just made a really awkward situation but on the flip side now i have the sauna all to myself yep, yep. so that was good. And it worked. And it worked. It worked. It was great. Yep. Sat in there. Got 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 a sweat on. Got
1: got properly hot.
2: Got properly hot. Yep. And that was good. And I got out and uh, promptly the kids wanted to get back in the cold pool and I had to get that was quite, you know, quite a plunge back in.
1: Oh my gosh. Yeah. No, <laughs> yeah. I know. I, I had a very, very similar set of circumstances. So we were traveling uh, with some of my in-laws, which also includes GMA member uh, Mike yeah. And his son, Noah. And so we had we had a similar situation where we, were like, we went over. We went in the hotel. We were all hanging out and everything. And then we went and met, like, the rest of the family for, like, dinner at, like, the quick service. So, you know, like, eating, like, some some chicken tenders. Which, by the way, going to throw Alice just plum under the bus. Yeah, we, we walk up. We order the food. Or, like, you know, I'm like, I, I told Alice. I was like, for some reason, I was just so stoked about chicken tenders. It was like, there's nothing I want more right now than chicken tenders. Because I understand. for some reason... I <clears throat> I, like I I freaking love chicken tenders but like sometimes when you go to a restaurant it's like it's almost like I have to like gauge what my relationship and the rapport is like like with the waiter or the waitress and everything and be like can i have the chicken tenders right. <laughs> yeah 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 it's like it's
2: sometimes like they like because the, chicken tenders are often only on the menu in two capacities it's either like as an appetizer or as a kid's meal yeah item. and so sometimes it's like you just want to start with anything so you have to like be real sneaky about it and be like yeah i think we'll start with the chicken tenders and then when they come back later they're like you guys ready to order and you be like i'm just gonna have no, no, I'm good.
1: I'm I'm gonna eat the chicken. I'm just gonna see as the, it turns out. I know yeah. it's silly, but like you know they're
2: right. here. Yeah. They turn they they're more is more filling than I thought. I didn't intend I didn't intend to only order the chicken figures. Right? Yeah, yeah. But, yeah. but we are we are. We <laughs> are. Yeah. You know,
1: but you know I feel like we're we're at Disney and it feels like the type of environment. You know, You're you know, you know, like quick through,
2: service, like concession stand situation.
1: Always okay. Always okay. Yeah. Always okay. Yeah. So like wide open. So I'm like yeah. Like, you know I walk up, tell Allie I want to contenders, and you know I go over and I'm like getting like drinks and stuff like that figured out and everything. Thing And then uh, they were like, you know, Alice ordered like a cheeseburger. And they're like, hey, it's your lucky day. So like they, they like had like a cheeseburger like ready in the box like to <clears> hand <throat> to her. So they hand her hers and she goes and sits down with the rest of the family and they're all eating and everything. And I'm just like standing there and standing there and standing there. I was like, man, it's weird. There's no chicken tenders. It yeah, seems like, not... you know, I see like a whole bunch of people go through the line. Yeah. And I'm like, what is, what's up? Where's my chicken tenders? What is the happening? And, you know, so finally, like the lady is like, are you waiting for something? And I was like, yeah, I had, I had, I had the chicken tenders. Yeah. <laughs> Like, yeah. like, kind of, he said lamely yeah um for my kid and she's mm. like she's like yeah right yeah. she's over there she has teeth trust me <laughs> <laughs> um and <clears throat> yeah so i'm like i had the chicken and she's like no you didn't and i was like you know now it's like one of these situations where i'm like yeah i did yeah, uh-huh. the chicken tender so like you yeah. know like it's getting worse and i'm like uh, sweating yeah <laughs> you know and Alice just didn't order my food. Oh no, 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 no. We're both staying there at the counter and like I turned around to like do drink duty and she ordered her cheeseburger. So she's sitting over there, she's like done with her food Yeah. and I still haven't gotten my chicken tenders. So then I had to go back up, wait in line, order the food and then get my chicken tenders, which were amazing by the way. I got barbecue sauce and honey mustard, delicious. Delicious. Haven't been a huge lifelong fan of honey mustard, but I did it, you know, it was great.
2: Yeah, I used to get the honey (laughs) mustard at Shaker's uh, on Friday night dinner. My chicken tenders, yeah, yeah, Yeah. I do, I do
1: remember that. Good times. Yeah,
2: that was my classic go-to. I don't. Is that place still open? Shakers, I believe it is. Wow. Yeah, next to the
1: airport. If you're flying in, um, the spaghetti. If I remember correctly, especially with a uh, big old heavy. Keeping spoonful of butter, which uh-huh. is my butter noodles is what butter I would
2: noodles. get as a kid. Yeah yeah. yeah. yeah, you got the butter noodles and I would get the chicken tenders with the honey mustard. Yeah. And I, you know what? I feel like they changed the menu at some point. So maybe maybe it's not as good anymore. But when I say anymore, it's also been like 20 years since I've been to Shakers. So May-
1: Maybe longer. Maybe um, longer. <laughs> anyway though, so I finally get my chicken tenders. I eat with everybody. And then Mike's son Noah is like, let's do the sauna. And it's like one of these things like where
2: Mike um, my- Noah said let's
1: do the sauna? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and so Mike and I had gotten up that morning. We're marathon training right now. So we had to get up that morning. We had run, uh, eight miles on like the golf course around the resort. We, we did before sun up and then realized that there were signs everywhere telling you not to run on like the golf cart paths. But like, we didn't see them until the sun actually came up. We were like, oops. We, we, we were not supposed to do this. Yeah. Did you run into any golf carts? We, it wasn't until like the very last mile. <clears> and we were at like a fork. And we were like, we're not sure which direction to go, like left or right. And we were like, left? And like a, like a, immediately, like a golfer guy is like, nope. Yeah. <laughs> he like yelled at us. He's like, back that way. And we're like, yes, sir. Yeah. And we were in that way. And we got it got it done. So anyway, we got our eight miles in. Cool. But so Mike and I, at this point in time, have woken up uh at like 5 30 we ran our eight miles we did a full day at upcott we have gotten back to the resort we have gone to the hot tub we have eaten our chicken tenders and Noah's like i want to go in the sauna and all of us are straight up beat yeah. you know it's like it's like oh man, it has been, it has been quite the day. It has been quite the day. Yeah. You know, and so like, I could like see it in his face. He was like, like I could tell, I think he like, I think he really wanted to do it. I was like.
2: Right. He's been <laughs> thinking about like saying that sentence for like 20 minutes.
1: Yes. Yeah. Yeah. He's like me and the chicken tenders. Yeah. I was, like I was like, I gotta say it. I gotta say it. I gotta, say yeah. it. Yeah. I gotta, gotta let people know. And so I was like, All right, I'll do it. So Mike's like, "All right, I'm in." And you know, honestly, I'm thinking too. Like, you know, given our run this morning, we could probably use a little extra uh, recovery, any which way. So we go in. We're we're like doing the thing, and I'm like, "This is such a good bonding experience." And there's something weird about saunas. And this was the thing I was going to wrap up earlier was the place that I go uh, here locally to do um, the. The floats and stuff, like the sensory deprivation floats. They also have a sauna room that you can rent. And so I've been going with a couple of my buddies, like, you know, on on like evenings and stuff, just to go and do like the sauna and then go grab like a beer or something afterwards. Me and you have also done this before. We have. And I have found that like the sauna, strangely, like I almost feel like there could be sauna therapy. Mm. Like, and what I mean by that is. (laughs) It
2: already kind of is therapy. (laughs) It already,
1: like, physical therapy. Yeah. But it's like, I think that there is something kind of disarming about the like environment of the sauna. Uh, that almost reminds me of like the like the show like Hot Ones. I was just
2: gonna bring that up. Yeah, yeah,
1: it's like like whenever anybody goes. I actually love the show Hot Ones because they're eating the super spicy wings. If you've never seen it, they get progressively spicier, and then like the host, who I think is he just seems like a really good interviewer. Yes, um, but like because they're like enduring this like physical thing together i feel like a lot of these celebrities who you've seen on like late night shows a million times and they've got all their stories like you know nailed down perfectly the anecdotes the hilarious self-deprecating humor this is their
2: 500th press junket and they've been asked the same five (gasps) questions a hundred times and
1: right so it's like whenever you see that in motion uh it's it's like it feels not like it doesn't feel like it's not authentic it just feels like practice maybe or something i don't even know yeah. how to how to properly describe it but on hot ones i feel like because they're doing this thing and because like they're they're like you know going through a gauntlet together i do think that a lot of the celebrities who go on end up opening up and like actually really like speaking to like some stuff that like might be going on yeah with them and like it humanizes them in this way that i think is like really neat yeah um and so basically the what i've picked up on when i've been doing the sauna with my buddies is that it's like when you get in there, it's like I feel like we have like some real talk. Yeah. You know, it's like we go in, it's like we talk. This is cool. Yeah. Um. And so we're in there. You know, uh, it's me, Mike, and Noah, and we're we're hanging out. We like walk in, and it's just the three of us, and we're like, this is really cool. And I was like, man, this would be great because. Noah is like the sweetest kid. He is like he is so nice and like so like fun, but he he's quiet. Yeah, like, you know it's like he he takes a little bit to like open up and stuff. And I was like, this is gonna be really neat because like we're gonna go in. We're we're doing the sauna there. Yeah, it's like this is the place where we can like like talk to him and see like what's going on in his life and stuff. And immediately upon walking in, uh, there's a there's a guy who comes in from Calgary, uh, which is Canada. Yeah, um, and just, like, right away is, like, one of the... I mean, it almost felt like something from, um, like, in How Much Your Mother, like, Marshall's, like... Uh, where is he from? Minnesota? Yeah. Yeah, like, like it almost seemed like something from that. I was like, wow, 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 wow. This is this is truly amazing. I mean, ended up having this, like, spectacular conversation with this guy from Calgary, uh, who was a, just a pure delight. Although, I ended up completely missing out on my opportunity to have real talk with Noah. Oh, sorry to hear that. I know, I know. But I'm I'm glad that we ended up both being able to uh, have a sauna experience that was significant enough that after a full week at Disney – on this episode of the podcast, we're about twenty minutes in and have yeah. only talked about one thing that we didn't do together.
2: I, people are like, "Well, wow, how was Disney?" Well, we went to the hotel sauna. So can I tell you all about good. that for twenty minutes? Yeah, here we go. Here we go. I could also tell you the story about the time I broke into a sauna. Whoa! I know. Is this a fact? This is a fact. You yes. broke into a sauna. And me and John Jennings broke into a sauna. Well, where was the rest of us? <laughs> okay, so <clears throat> this was in college. Uh, it was during winter break, I believe, of my sophomore year. Okay. So I was at Tech. And uh, there was this big group um, that the the Jennings siblings had assembled together to go to Snowshoe. Okay. Uh, They got one of those like giant, these like big houses where like, you know, very much one of those situations where it's like, yeah, the way we're going to afford this is we're going to cram like 30 people in here. Yeah. And people will be sleeping on floors and uh, every couch is filled and there will be people everywhere in the house all the time and whatever. So that was the situation. There was just like a ton of people there Um, and uh, me and John one night, and uh, one of, one of John's sisters, like roommates at college, were like, "Let's go." try and get i think i don't know if we were going to go try and ski at Silver Creek or if we were just going to go try and like swim in the pool or get in the hot tub or something okay yeah but uh Silver Creek is like a little bit further down the mountain and it's like it's sort of like it's it's still part of Snowshoe but it's like you only, you, you need to be staying at the Silver Creek hotel to get like access to the pool and stuff like there's literally a sign up sheet where you're supposed to like sign in and put your room number and things gotcha yeah. gotcha <clears throat> but you know you can walk in anywhere. Or if you just have enough confidence. So yeah, absolutely. we walk in there and we're like... Um, Carry that swagger. Yeah, exactly. We just, you know, we're all, we, you know, you look like you belong. And we get in there and uh, th- there's like no one, no one's really watching or anything. And we just slip right on by. We get into the pool. I think we had to like wait for someone to like open a door because like I think there was an arcade next to the pool. Oh, yeah. And like yeah. you needed that, you needed a key card to open the pool door. So we just had to like sit there and like pretend we were playing video games until someone walked through. And then we had to like go catch the door. Nice. <laughs> yeah. So sly. It's so like a sly. Heist. It was like, yeah, basically.
1: Have they considered? making a movie out of this story. Yeah, probably. probably. They
2: might now, now that it's really public out there. Okay. Yeah, so we get in there. And uh, there's a sauna available, and I don't think John had ever done a sauna before. Okay, <clears throat> because he's like, "Oh, John, Connor, let's do the sauna." And I think he was like, he was very excited, like he'd heard about it and like knew of the benefits or whatever. Like, let's go try it. But I'm gonna tell you one thing about our good buddy John Jennings is that he does not handle super hot things well.
1: Yeah, he I, he does not like like super hot weather.
2: No, no. yeah, does not like super hot weather. Let me tell you, sauna is nothing but just. Just uh, humidity in a box, just plain hot. Just plain <laughs> hot. <laughs> And this one in particular was was very. I mean, it was you know. I think uh, the ones like me and you go to like at the end of it, sometime like uh, I think ideal sauna temperatures like one seventy or something.
1: Yeah, it's, right. It's like over. It's over one fifty, but I feel like like the the best results are achieved at like one seventy, which yeah. like based on what your sauna going experiences are, like one seventy is hot. Yeah, like. Really hot, yeah. um So that's that's like you know really starting to like hit the ceiling. I think on right on temps,
2: yeah, starting to hit it up there. So I want to say we walked in and it was like already there. Oh man, you know, and like I sat down, <laughs> like I was just like I was fine. I was like this is great. And John, I don't think he, I don't think he lasted like one minute. It was like he was like like read something on the sign. It's like if it gets above this, it could be like scalding. So he was just like, I gotta get out of here. <laughs> he <was> <laughs> like- <laughs> (laughs) books it out of the sauna he was like that is not for me Uh, so i yeah that was that was pretty funny but yeah that was the time me and john and lauren broke into a sauna at snowshoe wow yeah we lasted like a minute and i was like okay i guess we're getting out bummer bummer Bummer. man think about how much healthier you could have
1: been if it was even like maybe six seven minutes if
2: only you'd be a completely
1: different person now
2: might be might be we'll see uh, yeah, so anyway, Disney trip, uh, we brought the, the kids down. This was the first time we had been to Disney, yeah, like with full family, um, like, you know, well, all, the, all the kids. Yes. All the kids who were, like, at an age where they could sort of do stuff. Like, we've Luke, somehow this was, like, his fourth trip to Disney World. I know. Which I, is,
1: like, blowing my mind. Yeah, it's, it's like, when I think about, like, even going as a child, like, you and I went in the year 1999, Yeah, I think. And, um, like, the fact that we went to Disney ever in our life was almost, like, it was like, like having gone to like Paris or something, you know, it's yeah. like, I have done that. Yeah. I have gone to Paris before to and thing. seen the Eiffel Tower. Um, and it's almost like, like it didn't even occur to me that you could go more times than that once. Yeah. Um, yeah.
2: And so, I mean, we've definitely had some like fortunate situations where we got invited down and they said we could, you know, bring. Bring you know, family. Bring yeah, family. Our, and I was our, like, oh, yeah. Our okay. work has definitely our work has yeah. helped a lot on that front. And then you got married there, so Luke had to make another trip. And then I think we surprised just the girls that for Valentine's Day or something.
1: Oh yeah, once. we did. Yeah,
2: yeah. And that was um, Luke had to go that time. So, um, so yeah. Um, but he was like actually old enough this time. And I was excited about, uh, and the twins were like big enough to do stuff. Um, and you had Addie with you. So yes. Addie's maybe not like big enough to like real. I mean, she can like ride some of the rides.
1: You want to know what she loved? What? A balloon. A balloon. She loved a balloon. Nice. It was, it was like one of her, one of her all time faves. It, like yeah. Every time she like ran into it in the bed and like in the room itself, yeah. back at the resort, it was just like, she would like scream and it was like, you sound upset, but I can tell you're jazzed. Right. Like, and, Oh my God, the balloon. Yeah. And then she would, she would bop it. Uh, anyway, so, um, but yeah, so Ad, Addie's still a little bit on the earlier end of things, but, but in years to come, she'll oh, be yeah. there. What, oh, yeah. was, what was like for you like the kids things that like stood out the most like what what went the best or like was there anything that you like put one of the kids on it was like this was not a good call
2: oh my gosh so yeah a bunch of all of that thing (coughs) all those things happened okay um so yeah we first got there our first day was in magic kingdom and uh one of the first things we did was the um aladdin's magic carpets okay yeah which they have about Um, Like five versions of this ride across all the different parks.
1: This was something here and there and everywhere. Yeah, that I never really noticed before. And I have to tell you, it was it was so (coughs) interesting going even like with your kids at all, just because like I we've been to Disney now quite a few times. I mean, obviously, like we just said, I got married there even, and there's so many aspects of the parks that like almost were. like a little, like irrelevant maybe to yeah. us up until this point, just because like, you know, obviously we were like, oh, like let's go do Space Mountain, Thunder Mountain, Splash Mountain, Seven doors yeah. Mine Train, like, you know. Trying and get um, all the big rides in. Yeah, try, try to do the big yeah. stuff. And so for the most part, like I don't ever really think I had truly paused to take in, like, I mean, and obviously it's Disney World. It's, I, it's like every time I've said this to anybody, I'm like, I'm explaining something obvious. But at the same rate, it's like, I somehow didn't notice it either, which is just—it's right. like the—it's the the entire place is so well equipped for kids of exactly this age. Yes, in a way that like is almost—it comes across to me as like almost like surprising that like there was so much for like a three-year-old to do. To do, yeah. yeah. Yeah, that
2: it is like pretty cool in that way because I remember yeah even when we went as kids thinking like man like the roller coasters here aren't like that intense or anything right but like right. and that's true they're not but um the end result is that like most of the rides
1: can't be done by people of like you know any age yeah I mean yeah we took you know like Pirates of the Caribbean for example I mean you we we could just literally take addy on the ride right you can just sit
2: in your lap because it's very very gentle yeah um minus like one like five foot drop or something but yeah so like that was the first thing we did was the aladdin's magic carpets and the kids uh got you know we, we put them in there and like it started up and this is like really the first like real ride like nick or nate had ever done and luke had done some but we're sitting in there, and like you just turn around, and they were all just having an absolute blast. And if you don't know what this ride is, it's basically just like the like the tilt a whirl. You know, it's just like right. well, it doesn't right. even tilt; it's just the whirl. You know? just, just the it's whirl. Just, it's just you just spin around in circles, sitting on a on a carpet. And you do have a little lever that you can use to like make the carpets rise up and down. Okay,
1: I was going to ask you this very question because yeah. I was watching it, knowing that you guys had gone on it, and I was noticing that like different ones were going up, like going you know higher, yeah. or lower, and everything. And I was like is that just random based on the ride or is that that actually is you pulling the lever that's That's you
2: pulling the lever if you sit in the front you can make it go up and down and then if you sit in the back you can make it like tilt side to side okay so there is some like uh control to it which was fun
1: a little bit of uh, tilt to whirl
0: action. yeah
2: i guess a little bit of tilt to whirl action in that in that regard um but then yeah like it's uh so that that was really cool that they they got off it and they were all like can we do it again it was like absolutely <laughs> yeah, that's Let's that is go. why we're here yeah there's like no line. especially there's the other good thing about like the kids rides is that there's not really like huge lines most yeah. of the time so you can just basically you know you don't have to wait that long to get back on so we did it a second time that was super fun um then we did the we walked over to Tomorrowland and we did the uh Astro Orbiter Yep. which if you don't know this was this is like another cool thing where it's like a lot of times when I'm in Tomorrowland like you can see it up there it's just like the rockets way up on top of like the center thing like spinning in a circle it's basically just another like Tilt-A-Whirl but it's it's almost the exact same ride except that it's on top of a building so when you're up there you're like really high up yeah which is really cool but like so often I don't think I've ever done this ride and nope. every time I'm at Disney like I see it up there but it like there's so many other like rotating spinning things that i've always just felt like it almost just looks like decoration like it's just part of the park yes yeah but no you can go up and ride it and so we did that and that was super fun uh i like that one that was probably the best like tilt a whirl ride just because it's so much higher so you get like this awesome view of the park
1: yeah i was <coughs> literally i was thinking about that because I, I was the same way i had always noticed the rockets up there and always just kind of generally assumed that it was just part of like the aesthetic of tomorrowland because yeah it, it fits um which it still fits anyway it's just more functional than i had ever really given in any mind to to pay attention to yeah but it's like it would be really cool if there were uh like skyscrapers in like new york city that just randomly had a tilt whirl on the roof oh my It'd gosh be like, can that you would imagine be being so scary that high up that'd like,
2: be insane I, dude no, i'm getting like the i'm getting like the nervous bump the nervous yeah, feeling yeah, like, the, like, sweaty uh, palms, so the sweaty just palms just thinking about it oh boy yeah, that'd be, that'd be wild. It's like, how, ca-
1: how can you take something that when it's 10 feet off the ground, it's like kind of mundane. Yeah. Put it like a thousand feet above the ground. It's like, like whoa. oh my
2: gosh. It's like, are, are you ever at any concern at all that the carpet is going to fall and that you're, you know, you know, something bad's going to happen. It's like, no, not at all. Not yeah. concerned at all. Not one bit. <clears throat> not one bit. If that carpet was, yeah, another thousand feet in the air, I'd be like, oh my God, no Dude, way. No this- way.
1: At one point in time, Alice and I were like, we need to go on more adventures. And so we decided to book a hot air balloon outing in uh, Charlottesville, Virginia. And it was like one of these things where it was like, I did not really know an awful lot about like how going hot air ballooning was supposed to go. Uh, And it was like, in my mind, it's like, it's like probably the slowest form of air travel ever. It's not directional at all. And like, I like. I I didn't even know how it all worked. So like, you know, as we're as we're like going in, it's literally one of these things where like the the woman who ran the operation was just like, Okay, depending on wind speeds today, we're gonna start from either like this random parking lot or there's like a government building over here. And sometimes we can just take off in their front lawn. And I'm like, You mean it's not like a like a spot that you take off from? It's like based on like whatever. And it's like literally they rolled up and there's just this like big open field and they're like, Yeah, it's fine. They'll usually be like as long as we're pretty quick about it. And I'm like for real. You're just you're just pulling up to this yard and setting up a 100-foot balloon and going for it. And then once you're in the air, it doesn't steer. It just floats it with just the floats air. It just floats around, yeah. So, like, you know, you get up there, and the, immediately the thing that I was like, I couldn't believe how much I was, like, white-knuckling the sides because I was not expecting to be, like, scared on a hot air balloon. Yeah. But then, like, you know, the the basket only comes up to, like, your belt line, um, like, which is the other thing, you know, so it's, like, if it was up here and you're sort of, like, looking down, like, you know, over your chin, yeah. it's, like, okay, no big deal. But this was, like, all I would need to do is, like, lean forward too far. And if yeah. I was standing, like, outside of a restaurant waiting for my name to be called to go in and I was leaning on the railing, I wouldn't be worried that I would flip over the railing. I would lean on it like it was no big deal. Right. But, like, when you're up there, it's, like, well, what if I do lean over it? What yeah. If, what if, what if I, I fall? What if I fall? Anyway, and then after all that, it was like when it comes to landing, she's, you know, the, the woman's up there, the pilot, and she's just sort of like, all right, I'm going to look for a field. Uh, those people's that yard looks pretty good. Hopefully they don't mind us landing there. So it's like literally just a private property, like a right, like a yeah, small like, like hobby farm. Sorry, we uh we landed our balloon here. Hope that's okay. Yeah. So we start coming down. We scrape through the trees. Oh man. So there's like, you know, trees like rocking the rocking the basket everywhere. It lands on the ground and then it's like, you know, the thing is full of air too. So it starts like dragging, if you can imagine. So it's yeah. like we kinda come in at like an angle. It's like boom. I mean, they'll lift off the ground, like kind of like bounce off the ground and then like keep dragging. And it's like, all right, now exit. You know, it's just like the whole thing was just unreal. I couldn't believe it. Um, So hot air ballooning. Hot air ballooning. Yeah. Mostly I brought all of that up just literally because of the premise of like being higher makes you more nervous. Yeah. But yeah, that was 1000% the instance where I was like, wow, I am very scared right now. Yeah. (laughs) I am super worried about how this is going to go down. Oh, man. Quite literally. Anyway, back to Disney. Anyway, back to Disney. Yeah.
2: So we uh, we did those. Those are like our warm up rides. We did the Astro Orbiter, the Magic Carpets. Uh, I think we did the Winnie the Pooh ride and... At this point, like Luke now, like Luke, Luke's been on, maybe I think we did, even did the carousel too. So we've been on like four rides uh-huh. already. And I'm like, okay, all right. We have our lightning lane now at like Thunder Mountain. So it's time to go over there. And I'm thinking to myself like, okay, all right. This is like a moment I've been like wondering about like since Luke was born. Like how is he going to handle roller coasters? Right. You know, like is he going to like, like it? The twins are not tall enough to do it but luke is so we're like kind of going over to it and like he's done like luke like we have like the vr thing and there's like a roller coaster game in there and the one like he only ever does like the one track and it is even like train themed okay you know so yeah, i'm like right, right, right. Yeah. yeah so like maybe like this is a very good and like thunder mountain is like it's exciting but it's not like crazy or anything there's no loops you don't go upside down or anything right um
1: that does feel like like <laughs> you got to graduate up to upside yeah. down.
2: Yeah. yeah. Well, you say that, but my first roller coaster was like an upside down roller that, coaster. True. So you yeah. just, you just yeah. go for it. But, um, so, yeah, but like this, like Luke is definitely like right on the run right in the line, you know, so we're like standing in line. We've got the lightning lane, which I think is good because I'm like, we're just going to get right to the front. There's not going to be time to like worry about it or think about it. We're just going to go sit down and then it'll go. And once you're on it, you'll be great. As long as you're not worried about like I, what I'm worried about is he's going to start freaking out before we get on the ride. Yes. And then he's going to be like, I want to get off, which um, <clears throat> my, my whole strategy worked. We got on. He was like, I was like, is this a roller coaster? I'm like, it's a train ride. It's like it. A an exciting train ride it's like a speedy it's just like a speedy little train <laughs> yeah so we sit down and it gets going and i honestly think he would have been great but the way thunder mountain starts is like you go forward like 10 feet and then it takes this like tiny drop and like turn into this like pitch black cave area yeah, um like with bat eyes Yeah, you know, like bat eyes and stuff and then there's like the the very loud clacking of the tracks as it like the the um, coaster, like you know, br- like. Grabs onto the bottom so it can pull you up the hill. So it's just this loud, like clack 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 sound. And I mean, it's loud and it's dark. And like Luke was not expecting it. And like right from that moment on, he was just like, "I want off." Like this is not good. And then of course, like, well, too bad. We got to do the rest of the ride. <laughs> we're now in it. <laughs> yeah, we're now in it. Now. Thankfully, he was sitting between me and Beth, so we could kind of hold on. we we'll a hold Be like, it's almost over. It's almost over. You know. But uh, so I don't think he. I think I think we went too hard too fast on on the roller coaster because he was like then like very like gun shy. About like going on other rides, right? Right. Yeah, like, I know. Oh, no, is this going to be like that?
1: That's. It's definitely like <laughs> yeah. Like the fine line to walk because like there's there's like that like you know it's like everything's going really great. Like I wonder if like I wonder if like can we can we can we, can we do a like the next one? Can we yeah can we go a little bit bigger? Like yeah. Everything else has gone well. And I know. Then, it's you like know,
2: yeah. We did we did the Astro Orbit. it was pretty high up there. You know. It was pretty exciting. Right. You know. You were having a blast on that one. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business, which is a fancy way of saying it's a really easy and effective way to start an online business no matter if you're operating out of your garage or have like a whole building or three or something. Once we were set up, our biggest concern was trying a new product only to discover no one was interested in it. But Shopify is powered with so many reports, more than you can even imagine. And this is so handy because it allows us to use data to better provide what folks are actually interested in. It's so easy to use, but even if you do find yourself caught in a jam, Shopify Shopify's award-winning help is there to support your success every step of the way. Sign up for a $1 per month trial at shopify.com slash pop pop. That's all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash pop pop now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash pop pop.
2: or displaying, Arena Club is the card collecting platform you have got to check out. And right now, you can get 10% off your first purchase by going to arenaclub.com pop pop. Which, wow, that is a crazy offer. 10% off a $400 slab pack. That's like $40 right there. Anyway, that's arenaclub.com pop pop for 10% off your first
0: purchase.
1: So no, I I know exactly what you mean. I feel like I would have the uh, the exact same like I I find like with Addison, I'm definitely like touching the like the edges of this where where she is now like successfully walking quite a bit. She can like climb on the couch, you know, by herself. Like she she's got like some like basic mobility. So at this point, she's. 15 months old just for reference Mm -hmm. uh, in case anybody's not keeping track. And so like, you know, it's definitely one of those things where it's like, she started like walking like regularly and like can, can almost run. And I'm like, are we close to skiing? (laughs) Yeah. Like, like, but then (laughs) we do it right. It's like maybe, maybe this, this upcoming winter. It's like, is is that like about when I can think like possibly we could go skiing together. Mm -hmm. Um, But then you, you also find yourself in that position of like, okay, like I want to set them up for success you know, and so it's, like, the hope is that if you introduce them to this, like, new idea, this new concept, this new, like, sort of, uh, like, frontier-pushing thing, which is a very good reference specifically for yours. Yeah, frontier, frontier land. land. yeah. Ha-ha. Yeah. Um, you know, it's, like, it could, it could go one of two ways. It could end up being the case. You know, it's, like, whenever you hear, and this is probably my real problem, is, like, you hear... Um, like, the stories, like, during, like, the Olympics, for example, and they'll be, like, talking about, like, this new up-and-coming snowboarder, and they'll they'll cut to, like, home video. It's like, ah, by the time he was 18 months, he was already ripping it down the greens. Yeah. You know, and, and it's like, you're like, okay. All right. I like the sound of that. Yeah. You know, it's like, also an Olympian, statistical yeah. anomaly. Right, people yeah. People like this don't exist. Right. There's no, there's no data that helps track how people end up here. Um, so it's like, yeah, you're, you're always trying to figure out, like, like, what is what is the version of it where it's like, oh yeah, like my dad introduced it to me when I was really young. So like yeah. I I I kind of grew up doing this. Right. Versus my dad introduced it to me when I was too young and I was basically scarred from the beginning and never wanted to do it again.
2: I know, I know. I'm like, yeah, that's that's the danger. Like either it's like I like as going on the ride, I was like, either Luke is gonna freaking love this and like he's going to be like he's just going to like want to do everything or he's going to hate it. And it's going to be like, mm, and that was more the way it went, <coughs> yeah, which was yeah. unfortunate. Um, I think I think he'll come back around. I'm not sure he's like scarred for life or anything. Right. I really thought <clears throat> I but I really thought like once we got moving, like it'll be OK. Like even if you're afraid to get on, I thought getting on was going to be the hard part.
1: Right. Yeah.
2: <clears throat> because like even leading up to it. We had to go on the plane. Even though Luke has been on planes before, he's always been like too young to really remember it or be too cognizant of it. Right. But like getting on the plane to Disney this time, he was like clearly worried about it for like days. He like kept asking about it. And like we're finally we're in the plane. It's like about to happen. You know, we're in the seat, and he is like in fight or flight mode. Man, he like wants to like book it off the plane. Right. You know, like, he's like all trying. To- all of his instincts <clears throat> are like no, like, like no, this is not good. He's like literally trying to run to the door of the plane. You know. Yeah. I was yeah. like, oh, it's, like it's like it's gonna be okay, and it was so crazy though, because then once it started going, like we started like taxiing around be like, look, it's okay. Look, how, look how slow we're moving. Like, it's fine. Like, like it's okay. Like almost as soon as we started moving and like nothing bad happened, he was like, oh, okay okay and then like we took off and he was like this is so fun this is so cool and then he was like looking out the window and he's like this is so beautiful like it was like he just like went like the most 180 thing i've ever seen so i was like i feel like that's how the roller coasters are gonna be like if i can just get him on it he'll be okay right and so i feel like if it may i feel like if i had like covered his ears or something at the beginning and he hadn't had to go through like the big loud noise. Like maybe it would have been okay or something. Or if it hadn't been like so scary for the first 10 seconds, it might've been okay. But anyway. yeah.
1: Well, and it's interesting too, because it's like, like as I've gotten older and older and older, it's like the, the basic like center of so much of fear is it always comes back to the fear of the unknown. Yeah. And so it's like, it can be so terrifying to do something for the first time until you've done it for the first time and you realize that like it's a lot more approachable than you previously thought it was yeah so I feel like like especially with what you said it seems like on Thunder Mountain like it could definitely be the case where it's like okay there's like the unknown about like what does it feel like to be on a roller coaster it's like okay this is kind of fun but then like you find yourself in that cavern and it's like both the, the darkness and the noise are both like unto themselves their own unknowns it's like yeah why is it so loud and also why is it so dark slash i don't know like i can't i like yeah darkness itself makes sense why it is scary because it envelops you in the unknown yeah you are now unaware of everything around you so it's like that it's it was almost like a, a little bit of like a triple whammy yeah that that ended up being yeah and you're like on this like ride
2: it's moving and all that stuff too so anyway uh which is not to say luke stopped doing the rides for the rest of the trip or anything he did All the rest of them, too. But there was like a little more trepidation getting on each one. Like, is this going to be scary? Are we going to go fast? Like, is it going to be dark and stuff like that? But I will say uh, the one ride that seemed to like flip everything back around for him was the uh, It's a Small World.
1: Oh, amazing. Yeah, I love it.
2: Because, yeah. Oh, my gosh. I, you know, I've been on it like once or twice and I'm always like, you know, know, it's a classic. It's been here forever. There's the song and it's a small world. And, you know, it just goes. Uh, all the characters are cute or whatever. Like, I could take it or leave it. But, like, as of this trip, I'm like, man, it, like, new memory, you know? Yeah. Because, like, Luke yeah. was in there. And I could tell, like, because we did Pirates at one point And it's, like, dark in there. And it's, like, you know, um, this this was, like, right after Thundermount. So he was a little more like, I don't want to do it. But uh, we did it. And he was good. So this one like looks like pirates getting on, like you're getting in a slow moving boat that's going into a tunnel. Yeah. But like we came through the tunnel and it's just like this bright world of all these toys dancing and doing all their little songs and he was just like, "This is the best." Yes. So yes. he loved that one. Um so that that I feel like like, saved him on on the rides.
1: Excellent, excellent, yeah. yeah. We, we had a really fantastic <laughs> time with It's a Small World, too, because that is another one that we can very easily bring Addy on, and so, like, you're in line, and one of the things about It's a Small World is that there's, like, just a million little... Like, it's almost like a model train set, just it's been made into like big size yeah so like everywhere you look there's like a different like doodad or gadget or something that's like spinning or whirring or whirling every time
2: i'm on it's a small world all i can think is like it looks like someone's high school project like on steroids or something yeah because like nothing is really like that complicated looking it's just that there's so much of it everywhere yes it's like okay it's just like four dolls spinning in place but it's like it's four dolls spinning in place kicking their legs out and doing this little motion it's like okay all that that's all that that doesn't seem that complicated but then there's this big background behind them the background really just looks like someone cut some plywood out and painted it and put some glitter on it so that's not that complicated but like it's like every single thing just would have taken a long time to make and they put it together. They but someone did it, you know?
1: Yes. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's like <clears throat> it's like when you when you see it, no one thing necessarily is like mind-boggling. Yeah. Like, well, I don't know how they did that. Right. It's like it um, is such a
2: great example of being like more than the sum of its parts. Yes, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. a great
1: way to put it. That's a great way to put it. So but we were we were standing in line for it and like, you know, as every single thing Addie saw, she was like, She does this really adorable, like whoa, it's like her, her version of like, whoa. But like every time, you know, we like turn a new corner and she sees something new, she would just do like the same noise over and over again. And it was just like, oh man, it was, it was so adorable. It made me so happy. Uh, And it's cool too, because like, I do think that like, as we like raise our kids and, and of course now like that, we're like able to go back to the parks more frequently um, as adults and everything. It's like, I, I think that it's like, we got to go as adults by ourselves before we had kids and like experience all this stuff and go and like, you know, race from ride to ride and be there at rope drop and like do everything. But now it's like, I think what we're going to get to do is literally go through each of the motions with them where it's like, like the character meet and greets, for example, is yeah. not something that historically I have put like a huge amount of like emphasis on on my trips. I think I met Olaf right. once before and it was like, that was like, really like Alice and I on our first trip, we went and we met Olaf and we took a picture and it was like, yeah, yay. Um, but otherwise, you know, like it's never really stood out to me as like worth like the 40 minute wait in line or like using a fast pass or a lightning lane or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. it is. Um, but now it is like one of those things where if, if Addy was like, oh my gosh, I can't wait to go and meet like one of the princesses or like whatever, it'd be like, oh my gosh, like, let's do that. You know? Like, yeah. How cool will this be? Whatever never, you want to do, I've never even done this part of this of of the yeah, experience that, before. That
2: was like a big part of it. Like, yeah, you're right. Like, so many sections of the park that I've just like walked past or like not even noticed were like suddenly like unlocked. Yes, like in Magic Kingdom, there's this whole like carnival fairground type area where they've got like the barnstormer and the dumbo's elephants ride and stuff like that and it's like i've we've been to disney like i don't know five or six times as adults and like i've never set foot over there right and it's like th- no it's like also like why would i it's like definitely like the four little kids section of the park lots of stuff to do over there but it's like all of a sudden like i had a good reason to go over there and we did it and like we did the barnstormer we should have done the barnstormer before thunder mountain yeah yeah that would have been good that tracks. because uh, yeah yeah <laughs> Um, oh. Luke. Yeah, Luke did not want to do the barn Summer, but like Nick and Nate loved it. They had oh, a blast on that's
1: it. That's awesome. Yeah. That was our favorite as a kid. I feel like yeah. I, we, I feel like we wrote it like fifteen times. Well, or something. I
2: think like Tyler wasn't quite old enough to do. Some of the it wasn't like tall enough to do some of the rides, but like he was tall enough to do that one, and like so we did it, and it was like that was pretty fun,
1: right? Um, right. and there yeah. was like
2: not a line when we were there, so I think they just let us like
1: sit on it and just keep going. I know, yeah. <clears throat> like I, I, it's funny that you brought that up because I feel like I've had that same memory before, but then <clears throat> like whenever I'm at the parks, I'm like, I must be remembering it wrong because like that's not a thing. Like it's always. It's always so busy so I don't know if like even just like the like 25 years that have transpired since that childhood trip yeah. is just like it was different in 1999 like you could just go in like the yeah. like the lines weren't that wild at like every single day and you could you could just keep going Yeah. But um even that's kind of like an interesting uh like thing to discuss I feel like because um coming into today's episode one of the topics that I had like sort of stumbled across was like memory and recollection from childhood and how very frequently the way that like memory actually works is that like there's like the original memory and then there's like the recall of that memory and then like all future iterations of going back and gathering a memory after that you're you're almost playing this like Bizarre little telephone game, yeah, with yourself, where you start to recall your recollections of the memory. Like I
2: remember remembering that.
1: I remember remembering that, and like, I'm like you know, and maybe as time went on, you've like slightly painted it in like a different light, or like maybe you've you've like reformatted it, and it's like when I was actually there for the first time, I was terrified, but now I look back on it fondly, right? You know, and it's like, and maybe that's a like Inside Out is like a really good illustration once again yeah. of how exactly that happens where it's like this was one of my favorite childhood memories and then something sad happened and now it's one of my saddest childhood memories. Right. Yeah. It's like it's
2: been painted a different color now.
1: Right. Yes. Yeah. Yeah um but so anyway i i, I keep I, I thought a lot about that because i was like whenever i whenever i go there and, and now that we do have the kids and stuff i thought a lot about like our childhood trip and like what mattered to us and like what we did and yeah and all the rest of it oh pin collecting oh okay. pin collecting yes let's okay. Talk about okay let's a talk about it uh and if anything if anybody out there in the world is more familiar i would almost even love to get like the insight because um in case you're unaware one of the things when you go to disney is that they sell pins Everywhere. Everywhere for everything possibly imagine they've got every character, um, almost yeah, almost I was going to say yeah. like there is a caveat and it will come <laughs> up um but then in addition to <clears throat> collecting pins like people will have like backpacks or, like sweaters or hats uh or lanyards or whatever that they'll like attach all of their pins to yep and this is another one of those like Disney isms that like for the longest period of time I mostly was like I've bought the pins before and I've like stuck them on my board here at the office I've got a couple of them at home that have just like you know <clears> it's like a specific memory that I've got like when we did the um the Galactic Star Cruiser, the Halcyon. Yeah. Uh, we got, like, a really neat pin. And so, like, I've got that, like, stuck on, like, my office wall. And, you know, it's a cool thing to showcase or whatever. But otherwise, I've never truly gotten into, like, the culture of the pins, which is something at Disney World that's pretty prominent. Like, there are lots of stations in the parks yeah. where you can go and do, like, pin trading yes and it's literally as as best as i know it's like a literal like one for one exchange yep and like there will just be like a cast member like a like an employee of disney parks who has like a bulletin board that is just full of pins yeah i think
2: yeah that's that's how you can always tell like the trading is available they'll have like this mickey shaped bulletin board with a bunch of pins on it but i also think if you just run into any cast member and they have any pin on them like they will trade with you. They will trade with you. I, th- okay. I think, I don't know. But um, yeah, go ahead.
1: Well, so yeah, like one of the things that I, that like I've been like super curious about is that like, like anything else, there's the, this is like a, the treasure hunt now all of a sudden. Oh turns yeah. Into. It's like, oh, yeah. it's like some of these must be valuable. Some of these must be from like a long time ago. There have got to be people out there who have been like long time collectors that intentionally will go and like leave something special just so that someone else can find it yeah i i think
2: there's got to be you there like there's got to be you know if you've been doing it long enough there's almost no doubt like you will start to like recognize like mm, i remember these from a while ago or these came from like a collection or like that one's pretty rare or you know these are really calm you know yeah like, and like to me it's always like i bet most of the ones they put out there are just like very common ones and like the like you know like and like a cynical part of my brain, I'm like, I bet their whole game here is that they want you to trade like more valuable pins for less valuable ones. And <laughs> that, that's, that is a that's very basically cynical, it. Yeah. You know, like, that's the game. All the ones on there only cost like $5 and they're all just leftover inventory anyway. So like what they want you to do is buy a pin so you can trade it for a less valuable one. Or so. But then like, what are they going to do with the, the new one? You know, I don't know. Um, true. True. Anyway doesn't matter.
1: There's like a vault at Disney somewhere. That's just full of like treasure. I know. Like treasure. (laughs) Treasure. (laughs) treasure.
2: (laughs) Oh man. Um, but yeah, so the, the, it is one of the things that Disney, like I've known about the pin trading for a long time, but it's always been one of those things like I want to like partake in it, but like I didn't really know like how or have like a purpose attached to it other than like it sounds fun, but like what am I really looking for? Just like a different pin? Like why wouldn't I just pick a pin I want off the wall?
1: Right. You know? Yes, exactly. Yep. Um,
2: Sort of thing. But so on this trip in particular, um, at, when we got to the parks on the first day, um i think we, like the first gift shop or whatever we went into you know all, all the kids are immediately like oh man like they see this like wall of you know toys and plushes and all that stuff and you know uh you i think, mean there's merch at disney there's merch everywhere at disney and of course like uh, our parents are with us and they're immediately you know they're you know, just spoiling the grandkids but they're uh they tell them you know like go get you know, go you know, go pick out a plush or whatever right and so adorably nick and nate both pick out the same thing and it's a pluto plush okay which is awesome because like, I don't know why they picked Pluto or whatever, but they did. And so they both wanted it all week. They both slept with their Plutos all week. And then like uh, we were walking around Epcot the next day and we see that there's a character meet and greet. There's like three people in line. I think we got there right as it started. And it's for Pluto. Pluto. So it was like, oh, man, how perfect. Let's go do it. Let's go meet him. We had this little autograph book, which, by the way, the autograph book was one of my favorite things on this trip, because when we went in 1999, I had an autograph book, and it has survived the test of time. And like, I dug it out before this trip, and we brought my autograph book from when I was a kid. I could not believe it. To give to the kids. Yes.
1: I I saw you with the autograph book, and I was like, man, that like that's so cool and you're like it's the same one as like the one we had as kids and i was like they still sell the same one how about that and jay's <laughs> like no it's the same it's one it's the same physical like, one like the one we had is and i was like yeah. oh no yeah
2: so that so was really fun that, that they so were cool. like able to like add to it like a new chapter or whatever uh so that's pretty fun hopefully we'll be able to continue doing that but so now i've had like two run-ins with pluto um, and then like, m- like mom was out like buying a pin one day and she like, because of that, she like got a Pluto pin. She decided that was going to be hers. And then on like, when mom was picking out the Pluto pin, Beth was also picking out a sweatshirt and they came back and like, she'd picked out a Pluto sweatshirt. And it was like, like all just like very like, man, there's a lot of Pluto on this trip. It's
1: like the theme of the trip was, like the the sudden, yeah. Yeah. yeah.
2: Suddenly out of nowhere, like Pluto was like the theme of the trip. So I was like, okay. So, um, another thing of they're doing with the pins right now is there's this like 100,
1: like collection or something yeah yeah I,
2: i don't know what the number was for
1: I, I think that the I think it's it's a reference to like the character of Mickey Mouse being like 100 years old. Oh, OK. That makes sense.
2: But so, yeah, there's these cool looking pins that are like um, they're like all silver and they would like be any given character like Donald or Mickey or Minnie or whatever. And it would be all silver except for like one featured part of it, which was like a signature color of that character. So it's like like Donald all silver, but his shirt is still blue or, okay. you know, Mickey, but his pants are still red. Yeah. So like you know, I went to the first couple and I saw them. And I'm like, oh, these look awesome. I love them. Uh, but so all of a sudden, I'm like, you know what? They have these classic characters. There's got to be a Pluto one out there. Certainly. Yeah. yeah there's got to be. And I'm like, I just haven't found it yet because there's like, you know, there are so many, and not every pin trader has every single pin you can buy right like i'll find it i'll find the pluto one at some point right for sure well no there's not eventually i got i was like i bet i can just look online and see if it exists so i can even know if i'm like looking for something that's real and it's like it doesn't so then i'm like okay okay i'm off that now i'm just gonna buy any pluto pin right and let me tell you something ben none None except for the one that mom bought, which was like a baby Pluto. Otherwise, like that was the Pluto pin available for purchase at Disney World right now. How about which was that? blowing my mind. I'm like, there's got to be a Pluto pin out here. There's just got to be. Um, I bet people send you Pluto pins. <laughs> please do. Um, so I'm like looking all week over it. And then like Beth and I go to Disney Springs one night and we walk through. This was the weirdest thing. We walk. There's this big like Christmas store where you can buy like an ornament for basically any Disney character ever. You want a, you want a Disney Christmas tree? Great. We have them year round. Unless you want a Pluto ornament because they don't sell one. No. I could not believe. I was like, are you like Pluto? was one of the sensational six. Okay. Like you got to have him everywhere if anywhere you're selling mickey you gotta have pluto okay right ridiculous so me and beth are like we're like how is this possible like we just want like a pin we want a pluto something right you know um that we can get and so then after we walk out of the christmas store we walk into this pin trader booth and i'm like okay all right let's look here this is the pin store at disney springs all they sell is pins yeah this is gonna. if they have it anywhere it's here and so we look around, sure enough, there's like, there's nothing on the walls for Pluto. And then I see the pin trader board and I'm like, oh man, the pin board, the trader board has Pluto pins on it. Oh, that's like, cool. And I was like, oh, okay, okay, okay. So then I was like, okay. And then we talked to him like, so how does it work? Like we can, we just, we give you a pin and you, you just trade. And they're like, yep, that's all it works. You only do two a day. And I'm like, okay, that works. Cause there's only two Pluto pins on this board. And then I go over and it's like, okay, so now we need to basically go buy two pins so we can go trade trade them. Yeah. Yeah. But so then I look around and there's like these little uh, like, I don't know, um, uh, bundle packs you can buy of pins. So I'm like, okay, this would be a good way to do it. Because then if we run into any other pin traders, I can trade them away. Right. And you know, look for any more pluto's. And I find one and it turns out you can't buy single Pluto pins, but you can buy a Pluto inside of a bundle, which I was not willing to do previously. But now I'm like, doesn't matter. I'm just going to trade the other ones and keep this one. So
1: everything's turned up Pluto everything. All of
2: a sudden I have like flipped the script on the, the Pluto pin problem. So I buy my little bundle, which comes with like Mickey and Chippendale and, and Minnie and Pluto or something. So I'm like we immediately trade like Minnie and Chippendale. And like don't need these. Give me those two Pluto pins. Absolutely. Yeah. So now I've gone from zero to three just like that. Wow
1: practically rich practically rich yeah
2: no not like one booth later there's another pin trader with another pluto pin on i'm like this is amazing traded off the mickey one and just like that i've got four and i'm like this is so fun <laughs> like, <laughs> that is amazing I know, i'm like oh i am this. so like now beth and i have decided that like just long term in our returns to disney we are on the hunt for pluto pins wherever we go <laughs> that's so fun so, this See, is yeah <laughs> and i feel
1: like th- this is this is like it, it almost even felt like the, the concept was like slowly being like crystallized on this particular trip because it was the same thing like Noah was with us and his big thing yeah. was that like he walked through a couple of stores he looked at all the stuff he was trying to figure out the merch he wanted to know what he wanted like we had all given him like gift cards and stuff like that for Christmas so he had like you know some money that he could spend on something but like I think he was really hesitant to like as to like what that was going to be so finally he had like bought his lanyard he bought like a pin starter kit and like put nice. him on there which I was so jazzed about because then he had it like on him all the time. And every, yeah. every ride, like every roller coaster we went on, he would go and get like a pin and like add it to his collection add- and stuff. Yeah. Um, But like, yeah, exactly what you were saying though is like as you're seeing like all these like the pin trading world and stuff like that. Like it's almost, it's almost awesome to me that there was a scarcity of Pluto. Yeah. Because then it's like, see, now I'm starting to get it. Now I'm starting. It's like, like if you want like a specific character, it's like, maybe there is like a fairly limited run at any point in time. Yeah. Like they might have hundreds of pins available, but there are hundreds of Disney characters. Right. So like, let's say I wanted like genie pins or something. It's like, maybe they only have a few. Right now. Right now. But like they always like each year, maybe they make a new one, you know? So it's like in order to like collect all your genie pins, you got to like, you got to go, like, work it a little bit. You got to yeah. go, like, play the game and, like, and kind of, like, go and interact with all these, like, other little kiosks and stuff. Yeah, so. I've
2: noticed this before with the Emperor's New Groove. Oh, because, yeah. Because, like, it has a very, sm- there's, like, no presence of it at the parks at all. I know. But every now and then, it'd be like, oh, there's, like, a there's like a Cusco pin or something. But, right. Like, that'll be it. Like, that's its whole presence at the park. But, like, every time I've gone, I've always noticed, like, there's an Emperor's New Groove pin. It's, like... There's always one.
1: Always one. There's like, there is,
2: it is here. And if you were trying to get Emperor's New Groove stuff, you could always find at least one thing. And here it is.
1: Right. Yeah. No, and it's it's so cool too, though, because like the other aspect of it is like, like, so for me growing up, I really loved like my aquariums, right? Yeah. Like I got into the saltwater stuff and like in a very similar sense, like surprisingly, maybe possibly, depending on your familiarity with it, uh, within the world of aquariums, Corals are like the trading cards or in this case, the trading pins mm. like you could go through and any one store might have like a specific strain of like a, like an A can, for example, it's a specific type of coral. It's really pretty. And um, like they all end up getting like different names based on like the color spectrum they have whether it's like got like they're graded you know so if it has more than like three plus colors then it's become like an ultra grade oh yeah um you oh. know which makes it like even nice. more valuable and stuff nice and one of the things about it, it frequently that i would realize is that like whenever i would see one of these tanks in person, it often felt like a little bit like a fruit stand. You know, it was almost like, it's like there's a whole bunch of small corals, but like when you look at it, it doesn't look like a, like a natural flowing coral reef, like where like Nemo and Marlin and like, they're like little yeah. like town where everything is like full grown and mature and waving and, and all the rest of everything. Um, so like what was always more fun was almost going on like reef forums and seeing like, people's photo collections right you know because you you could you could scroll through and be like oh you've got like the superman one and like the hulk and like whatever which surprisingly always using skittles yeah i'm trying to, I'm <laughs> trying to think of something. it wasn't a superhero yeah name. um th- those are all different names for different types of a cans um but the thing with like aquarium keeping is that like Aquariums, by their very nature, are not in any way, shape, or form meant to be moved. They right, yeah. sit where they are. They are very heavy, and like you, basically need to like have people willing to come to where you are for them to properly see like your whole collection. Right. So like, <clears throat> there's this part of me like you know you 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 uh, like walk around like again people have it like whether or not it's on their backpack, whether or not it's like on the, the front of their scooter, on a stroller, you know like, whatever the case may be. But it's like th- this is cool. Because like their collections, you know, it's like they're, they're proud of them. They're showing them yeah. and, and like they're in the place where they can be appreciated. And yes. I would be willing to bet that if you've got a great collection and other people like, you know, so many people are in on it that I bet you anything. You could just meet people who are like-minded and excited about your thing and yeah. would come over and like appreciate your collection for sure. And so it's like, man, how fun is that? I love collecting stuff.
2: I know. Yeah, Collect- collecting's fun. It is. Collecting's it's, fun. It's so cool. Speaking of which, Ben. Okay. We were also at another big collecting sort of event. We were at a collecting been, event. Well, no, yeah, well, you were at I a big was, collecting I event. I was, yeah. I,
1: I, I, hel- I helped it happen. You helped it happen. Yeah. For
2: sure, for sure. Yeah, so after the Disney trip, which I feel like I have so much more to say about we didn't even get to today. I know. But um, we should talk about the trading card game, the Pokemon Regional Trading Card Game Tournament in Orlando. We got to. We this past up, weekend. Yeah. Because... Uh, it, was, uh, it was my first ever regional tournament that I'd ever been to. Yeah. Uh, which was very exciting. Uh, it was also the largest one to ever have
1: been held. Yes. Yeah, in terms of um, number of players. Which was pretty remarkable because, like, yeah, like, I, I think it was, I want to say, like, going back to, like, an episode, maybe, like, turn of the year, or, like, New Year's resolution type thing, 2022, I feel like we were talking here on the pop, and you, for like, you, like, properly almost, like, announced, like, your your, like, your candidacy, if you will, yeah. uh, for like becoming like, a competitive Pokemon card player. It's like, yeah. like I want to find a way to like actually start doing this, and like then it felt like a little like oddly, and I don't even know why. I almost feel like this is like mental restrictions I've put on my brain from having been a child. Yeah, and still liked the same thing. Yeah, it's like we we like travel to do activities all the time. It's exactly what we just spent the last hour talking about. Yeah, but for some reason, like traveling. To go and enter this like Pokemon tournament felt like like
2: Like against the rules or something. Yeah, like, yeah. like that's not allowed. You can't, you just, like, you can't just go do it. Yeah.
1: Uh, and and it's like and we did. We did. Oh, yeah, well, you did. <clears throat> yeah. Um finally able to like to go and, yeah. and compete and do the things, which, dude, I mean, I I have like loved sports my whole life. I have like been on the edge of my seats for games. I have been like in person at events, like screaming my head off and yeah. stuff. I was like glued to my phone that day, <laughs> I could tell. It was just like you know, it's like like I was like an hour has gone since they have sent me an update. It's like yeah, I need I you need to, to I, know
2: how did you do? It, yeah, it was really fun because I like yeah, it was like after each match or something, I felt like I needed to like text like I an update Ben and Beth and the the family chat. And it was like people, I felt like people were like really like interested and leaned in and like oh man, how how's everyone doing? How are how are Jay and Steve doing? So yeah, it was uh me and our buddy Stephen. Uh, yep. Went down to compete. Uh, we do uh, we, we play a lot here here in Roanoke, and uh, it was I mean it was super fun. So I got there Friday. Yep. Like I was there for the opening. Uh, I was there like right right when it opened, and you can immediately sign up for side events. The official like standard Masters tournament didn't start until Saturday, so right. Friday was just sort of like get to the event, get your feet wet, whatever. Go check out the boots, get the lay of the land. Right. But there were side events you could play in. Um, So I signed up for one of those, so I you know had something to do that day. Right. Um, The side event I signed up for was called Gym Leader Challenge, which uh, is this brand new format in Pokemon. It is it is such an awesome format because it was invented by one of the players, like like one of the big um, like uh, content creators of the Pokemon training card game. Yeah, Yeah, it wasn't made by Pokemon. Like. Like him and I don't know, I, I, I want to say it's like mostly his brainchild. His name is Andrew Mahone. He, uh, his YouTube channel is called Tricky Gym, but it's called Gym Leader Challenge. And uh, unlike the regular game, you can only use a single copy of every single card in your deck, except for like basic energy. And uh, you can't use like rule box Pokemon. So like on box breakers, we, we have, there's like the Pokemon V or GX oh, right, right, or right, something right, like yep, that. Yep. So you can only use like the really basic kind of Pokemon. Uh, which don't have like any extra flair to them. So it opens up like a huge new like levels of creativity for the game. The only other um, caveat is that it all has to be the same type, like a gym leader in the game. So that's part of the gym leader challenge. That's what it's called. It's very similar to the commander format in magic. If you're familiar with that at all, which is uh, like has become the most popular form of magic. Like it is outpaced standard magic, which is hilarious to me. That is amazing. It makes me wonder if GLC could do the same, but uh, anyway, I brought my GLC deck. Um, I play grass and I enter the tournament and, you know, go, go through the first round and I, I win the first round. I'm like, all right, awesome, cool. I uh, get to the second round, win that and like all of a sudden I'm like uh, up at like table one and I'm like, oh man. This is crazy. Going to third round, I win that one. I was like, oh, my gosh, what is happening? Right. And like now, not so now I've like the one round three at table one. I'm like, am I going to be like at table one again, like for the championship round? And like somehow I got paired down to table three, which was annoying. Oh, um, but whatever. Not important. What was crazy, though, is that also playing in the tournament, Andrew Mahone, creator of the format. Uh, and he's like sitting one table, like right next to me, you know. Oh and I'm like, gosh. I'm like, because uh, there was three of us at that point. There was four people at that point who were three and zero. Okay. In the tournament, and uh like the three of us who weren't Andrew were all hoping to get paired against him, right? Knowing yeah. like, oh, this would be so cool. And so, like, me and my opponent were just like, uh, could have been us, but. Uh, then we played it out, and I won. Uh, and uh, so I went I went 4-0 in the tournament and ended up winning.
1: <laughs> I, which was like... I was like, what just happened? <laughs> goodness gracious. The whole time, like, as you're sending me updates on this Friday, like, you know, we're, we're, of course, traveling home, which shout out to Beth, who was able to successfully get all three of your children home on the plane. Yes. Uh, Big shout out to yeah, Beth. She is yeah. a champion. It was absolutely amazing. Yeah. Um, but I was so... Uh, I was like... I felt like... I was so stoked because I'm getting like these updates from you. And I was like, see, he doesn't even know. He doesn't even like, it's like, I know how good he is. He doesn't even (laughs) know how good he is. Like, you know, it's like one of these things where I was like, this is, this is just amazing. Cause like, you know, we kept talking about it and it's hard to know like what the, the level of play is going to be like once you find yourself, like, you know, in this environment where it's like, you're, you're clearly taking it to like people who have now made accommodations. They've, they've traveled, they've booked hotel rooms. Like this is, this is not like a, like, like Saturday I am sure for plenty of people it is just you know living in the Orlando area They you yeah. probably just go and attend but like for many people who are going to be there this is like they have done things to right now be yeah there.
2: like they they worked on being there right
1: yeah uh so I was like man this is so cool to, like see that like you know like things are things are going well and of course this was day one this isn't like you know like the full like the full tournament tournament or anything yeah. but it was like I was like that's a good omen
2: yeah yeah, so that was that was really exciting. I was like, I had no expectations for it. In fact, like because Beth was taking the kids home um earlier in the day, like I like checkout at Disney wasn't until like eleven or something. Right. And like they had like they had to leave around like like nine. from the hotel at like eight thirty or nine or something. Yep. you know, to like just get to the airport. So I was like, Man, this is great. I'm just gonna be able to like very slowly, lounge around, get ready, pack up. Like you know, I could go to the pool if I want. Like you know, whatever the sauna. Yeah, I can. Get, I can maybe I can go to the sauna again. And like um, everyone leaves and like steven texts me. He's like, "You doing GLC today? It's at twelve And I was like, "Hmm, I did not know that." And suddenly <laughs> I'm just like, "I gotta, I gotta go." I don't know how far away the hotel is. I don't know how far away the hotel is from the convention center. Like oh, this, you know. All of a sudden, I'm in like turbo mode, and I like rush over there, and then you know, finally get settled, get in, and like. Like and like to my utter shock, like win this like first tournament. I was like, I can't believe that just happened. So that was really exciting for yes. me. Go grass deck. Woo! It was correct and actually what's really cool about that. Is that like that meant like at that point, uh, the only other time I played my grass deck was at a tournament here uh, at Star City Games, where I, which I also won. Uh, so like at that point, my grass deck was completely undefeated. Outstanding. <laughs> like, like all time. I was like, "This, I love this deck. This is amazing. Um, couldn't play that the next day. This is like standard tournament for the real big deal. Um, so we go um, day one starts and I think the first round, I think ended in a draw for me. Uh, and then the second round, I got a win, and I'm like, okay, all right, good, 101, pretty good. Next round, draw. S- uh, fourth round, win. So I'm like, 202. I'm like, okay, this is great. Then it was a lunch break. Then uh, the next round, I went on to get a win. So now I'm like ahead. It was like 302. Right. I'm like, oh man. Now I haven't like like I'm like I'm like five rounds into a nine round day. And, like I haven't like lost a game, like a lost like a match. Like I've got draws, which means like I've had. I've lost like games inside of a match, which is best of two or three. Right, but like I haven't like outright lost a match yet, and so I'm like uh, I I get paired for round uh, six though, and the name I look look who my opponent is, and it's a guy named Justin Bukhari, and I'm like oh I feel like this like echo in my brain. I'm like I know I've heard this name before. And like, I'm like that. And like the fact that I've heard the name and I'm familiar with it before is like bad news because it's right. like, it's you like, you know, like <laughs> the reason, you know, people's names at the Pokemon. because <laughs> They are good. Yeah. And I was like, and like, yeah, I was like, I looked, I was like, I read the name out to Steven. He goes like, that's like a real player. And I was like, I was like, yeah, I'm, I've heard of him. And like, uh, I'm like sitting at my table and he comes up. I mean, I say I literally, well, he's like holding a m- gallon of a gallon jug of water with him. Wow. Yeah, He's like, like, I mean, I think he's probably like six, four or something. Okay. Jacked, like not just like incredibly good at Pokemon cards. Like also just like big guy, like physically, like, like, like physically fit. fit guy. I'm like, man, like I, I don't think I even realized exactly at the time the caliber I was against either. He went on to finish the tournament 19th overall very, out of, like, almost 1,500 players.
1: Very impressive. Which is
2: insane. He was obviously off to a slow start because he had the exact same start as me, which is why we got paired against each other. Okay, gotcha. Um, but anyway, so we go through uh, the first round where it's a best of three. Um, we're in the first game, and I go to I go through this whole sequence, and I'm like, oh, my gosh, I think I've got it. And I like, go through my whole sequence of play, and I go to, like, make my final attack, and like, I like he points out something that's like that's actually like 20 short of knocking me out and I was like what no it's not and he's like you have two of these energy attached that like knocks your damage down by 40 and I was like oh my god it does and I was like I was so frustrated I like like I just whatever energy I'd attached earlier in the game like I completely forgot about it or I thought it was a different kind of energy and like I wouldn't I just wouldn't have done another attachment right, in that right. way like I just I just made a straight up mistake. That cost me that first round. I was so I was like, oh my gosh, because then he ended up winning that game. But then game two, I got the win, yes. and I was like, oh my gosh, that's crazy. So now we're in round three, and this is where the the experience of my opponent really came into play because, like, all of a sudden, like, he's very aware of the clock, and he's like, he's not playing for a draw at all, right? And he is like playing at top speed, and it's like all of a sudden, it's like the pressure feels like. It is on, and he he did manage to take me down in the third round. So that was my first loss of the day, which was to Justin Bakari, who I looked up, who I looked up today before we came on. So we finished nineteenth in the tournament. He's also a four-time regional championship winner. Oh I was my like, god! Not only that, he's part of a testing group. Um, his testing group, um. They had three people in the top eight of this tournament, Jeez. and one of them came in second overall, and he was playing the exact same sixty cards as those people. So I was like, "Man, that like, mm-hmm, I don't think I had much of a chance." No, I mean, yeah, I mean, that, like, that was or, just like, yeah. well, yeah. I say that obviously. I almost, I mean,
1: I did beat him once. You did okay. Yeah, yeah I did absolutely. okay. Um, <clears throat> I mean, that's that's just like a that's like. It's such a such a a player draw. Like even the fact that like he must have had a little bit of like a slow start to the morning. Like, yeah, with a couple of draws himself. It's, yeah, it's kind of like, you know, he he basically was getting his head of steam against you. Yeah,
2: that's exactly what happened. Like I think if I'd beaten him, he would have dropped. Yeah, and uh, I didn't, and then he went on. I said, you know, he made day two and you know finished very well overall. Um, so good for him bravo if i was gonna lose uh, like i was like i'm not even that upset that i lost because it was such a learning experience like he was so focused while we were playing it was oh yeah yeah it was very like i mean I, obviously i wanted to win but I didn't um so from uh there my overall record ended up being four one and four so i had like four draws on the day which is probably the number one thing i need to work on is like rate of play just to try and finish the games faster yes um so because at least one other game was in like round three and it was like you know the way it goes if time ends it's like each of you has two turns left to finish the game okay and it's like so like i go he goes or you know I, the, the way it worked out at least in one game was like you know he ends his turn like and that's the end of the game but it's like if you know i'd been able to start my turn all i had to do was say attack and i win but like oh. you know it's like so like stuff like that's frustrating where it's like if i played a little faster um but anyway, uh, I was pretty happy with my finish there. 4-1-4 is like at least a uh, finished positive there. Could have, should have uh, played a little faster. Overall, my deck choice, if you're curious, I played Lugia, Flying Pikachu. I posted a picture of it on Twitter. If you want to see the exact 60 cards I played, I wouldn't say it was the best meta call, but it did me, it did pretty well overall. Uh, I think we looked at the standings, like I think I got like 265 out of like, fourteen seven something, fourteen seventy or something. That's pretty amazing. So pretty good. Yeah. Not quite top two fifty six, which is like the one of the cutoff points. Okay. But like very close. It was like, oh, right there, right there. But uh I was I mean, I was so excited about the whole event. I'm like very much want to go back to another one. I definitely think I can improve that record. And even just being there, it was like such a learning experience. So
1: yeah, I mean yeah. that's <clears> that's the thing about stuff like that. It's like you you can be so involved with it and like you know, like I know like how it is for you like I mean I, I come into the office and like I'll see you like sorting cards here like just like in between like working on videos and stuff like that or like doing a couple of rounds of like online TCG and stuff so it's like I know how much like a big part of your life it is anyway yeah like, you know like I know that you you like look for the times and opportunities to like get the those reps in but then there's also like there is just so something to be said about being in the environment where you were just like surrounded by it completely. Yeah. Um, again, I could go back to like like personally like my aquarium days. I remember I would go to like the, the Marine Aquarium Conference in yeah. North America, MACNA, if you will, uh, which is honestly so much fun. But like I would always, it was always amazing to me like in the months that would follow going to one of those events, how I would be then talking to like customers at my store and it was like, I learned so much yeah. at this event you know cuz mm-hmm. i'd be like oh yeah when we're at magna we're talking to these people about these new ph probes or whatever and it was like I, while i was there i just was i i it didn't even occur to me that i was just like absorbing the 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 um industry you know like every every single like piece of it you know it's like in in some way shape or form whether whether or not you're even intending to is like becoming a part of like now your greater knowledge base yeah and so i think like yeah it's like obviously you're super into it you find ways to participate here locally you find ways to participate like remotely like through the through the online game but like being there in person seeing the things being surrounded by all that is like there's just nothing better yeah it was it was really fun so can't wait to
2: Go, go to another one here in the near future hopefully I know, hopefully i yeah. know there's a couple that are like nearby i know there's like so. there's like a nashville one there's like a charlotte one so probably can't do nashville but maybe charlotte we'll see
1: there you go yeah. there you go anyway i feel like we're at a good stopping I think point so. for today's episode we went a little bit longer than <coughs> usual so hopefully you guys stuck with us and enjoyed all of our conversation about everything from saunas to pin collecting to the tcg to the tcg as it were if you would like to support the show yourself here at popcorn culture you can do so by heading over to patreon.com slash popcorn culture we do have our exclusive quarterly merch tier which in case you're unaware is basically each quarter of the year uh we will go through and come up with a very cool and unique piece of merchandise which is only available through the patreon uh, that is at patreon.com popcorn culture and, ex- and select the uh, quarterly merch tier for this quarter that we're currently inside of as I am speaking uh we are doing uh like an exclusive like crew T-shirt, uh, which is both a reference to what the shirt is and the actual physical configuration of the shirt. It's yeah. a it's a crew neck t-shirt. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, the back of it will basically have the word crew and it's kind of like you're part of like the it's it's like I like to think of it like those t-shirts is like I'm with the band. With the band, yeah. with the crew. I'm with mm-hmm. the crew, I'm with the crew, I'm one of them. Yeah. Uh so anyway, again, if you'd like to check it out at patreon.com slash popcorn culture. But otherwise, until next time.
0: Pop pop.